This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before we start the show, I have a gift for you, my top five productivity tips for solopreneurs. To get them, go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top5productivitytips.com. And it's possible that I over-delivered, and you'll have to find out for yourself. Just go to top5productivitytips.com. Amy Lynn Durham is the founder of Create Magic at Work and an international advocate on creating healthy workplaces so leaders have better results with less drama and stress. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me here, Mark. I'm excited to be here. Now, there's not a lot of stress in the workplace, is there? I mean, that's just, that's just, uh, that's an illusion, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish I was. Um, that's my ultimate goal is to be put out of business, right? <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I love your your tagline, uh, your foundation you created, create magic at work, because I was fired from my job in July 2005. And so I've been an entrepreneur since then, actually a solopreneur. But before mm -hmm. that, I worked for many companies and I can't think of one where there was magic being created. It was like I was a human robot. I would go in at the same time. I would take breaks at the same time. I would take lunch at the same time. I would do the same thing and I would go home at the same time. And there was no excitement. There was nothing like, oh, I can't wait to get to work today. And I find that very sad because I think if you have a workplace that had, obviously you can't get rid of all stress because life is going to happen. But when mm -hmm. you reduce the stress, you're going to have happier employers, employees, which means they're going to create better product, correct? So happy employees outperform the competition by 20%. Wow. And close work friendships boost employee morale by 50%. Wow. And so when you're sharing that story about that time in your life in, in work, you know, I've been there too at certain jobs. Thankfully in my prior corporate executive job, I had the freedom to try these magic activities with my employees and actually see really out in the field, how they had an impact. And they completely back up this data that when you bring people together, when they see the humanity in each other, it boosts productivity and profitability. And so, you know, the reason why I left my corporate executive job because, was because I wanted to do more of this and I wanted to re-inject myself back into the corporate world in this way to bring that heart, human connection to the workplace and really show that it's a win-win. Mm, I, I love that, yeah. uh, bringing the humanity back. So what do you mean when you say magic activities? You're not talking about like pulling a rabbit out of a hat or <laughs> pick any card, right? <laughs> Actually, in some of my experiential workshops, we pick cards. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so and they are and they are magic and people get the chills and it's it's really cool. But that's a different whole other topic we can talk about later. Um, so the magic is skill building in emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence. Mm. But it's in a fun way with these fun active magic activities that I've created. I don't think enough people, and of course, I don't know every single 7.8 billion people that are on this planet, but I don't think a lot of people have fun. I, I, 
I try to have fun every day because life is not meant to be gray skies and gray buildings and sour moods. Like if you know the Charlie Brown and the Peanuts cartoon, you know, what was that guy, Linus, you know, or Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? Mm-hmm. Life was not meant to be, life was meant to be fun. And I, why do you think people don't have fun? Is it because of the leaders in the corporation or that's the way they are brought up? What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think it's the systems that we were forced to work in. And, and if you frame it around the different intelligences that are talked about, a lot of the systems that we work in are mainly focused on IQ. And I just saw a really cool article from these scientists and they were framing it around IQ, EQ, and SQ. The intelligent quotient, emotional intelligence, and spiritual intelligence. And I was reading the article and I thought, there's all this talk on LinkedIn and, you know, um, about how people can't be their authentic selves at work. They're only bringing a part of themselves to work. So to answer that question, it's because they're working in these systems that are only favoring IQ. Mm. Or that's the only part you're like, quote unquote, allowed to bring to the table. So you go home, you kick your feet up with your partner, your roommate, whoever. You can be a little bit more yourself. You're sort of accessing that EQ piece. So you feel a little bit more of like who you are. And then what was really great was they were talking about the spiritual intelligence piece. And that's a faith neutral thing. And it's just being able to access your own inner wisdom and your own intuition and really practicing that, being able to put your ego aside. And if you're operating with those three things using that framework, you can feel like you're being more of your authentic self in the workplace. And guess what you get from that? You get innovation, inspiration, fun, play, all of those things come from that. Hmm. So I just thought it was so interesting. And I thought, gosh, no wonder why people don't feel like they can't be themselves at work. There's a lot of other things that go into that, right? But it's it's the systems and it's the leaders that are condoning those systems. Hmm. So it really takes takes these leaders to take a look in the mirror and do the inner work themselves. And that takes some humility and some courage. Yeah, it does. And when you were talking about the spiritual uh, quotient, there are some people undoubtedly going to listen to the show and go, I don't believe in that. Do you believe in gravity? Because the spiritual realm is real. You don't have to believe in the spiritual realm, but try not to believe in gravity. Walk off the roof of a building and see I don't believe it. You're going to fall to the ground and die. And and so I think the intelligence, the emotional, the spiritual, we all need to talk about that. And like I've been on the workforce, the corporate workforce, like I said, since 2005. I don't know. There may be some good companies now that have better leadership, got better trained. But I got to believe there's a lot of companies that are operating 1940s, 1950s, you know, way of uh, managing. And that's so outdated, but I know there's companies out there because I know people that work for those companies. You're you're nothing more than a human robot. They don't do any kind of fun at work. And if you're caught laughing, laughing, you may be written up. And as an employee, you know, if you're a leader and your people don't want to come to work, 
that's a sad statement about you because they've done studies and most people don't go to work for money. They go to work because they want to feel as if they're helping someone, whether a company or a leader, fulfill a purpose. Most people are purpose-driven, not about money. So if you were to pay me $10 million an hour to shovel manure in the Texas heat, I live in Houston, Texas, and it's like 98 degrees outside, heat index 117, I, yeah, $10 million is a lot of money. But I'm not going to sit there and do it because it would not be fun. You could say, yeah, but Mark, it's $10 million an hour. Really? Do you know how hot 98 degrees heat index of 105, 110, 115 is in Houston? And you're out there shoveling, shoveling manure. You would not stay in that job very long, even though the money's so high. You may think you could, but I promise you won't because it's not fun. Am I off track on that? The Productive Life, a membership for solopreneurs, will help you gain confidence and clarity, show you how to deal with overwhelm, and teach you how to get and stay focused. To find out more and to sign up, visit theproductivelifemembership.com. <laughs> I don't think you're totally off track. I don't know if that is sustainable, right, for someone to stay in a job like that. However, I do think that, you know, everyone, everybody has their place and their, their purpose in life. And we need everybody to do the different roles that help support the world and how it functions. You know, I can't be an executive coach and run create magic at work without the additional support that I get from others that aren't doing what I do. So I think it all comes together in that way. But to your point, <clears throat> yeah, employees that enjoy work more, are, you know, they outperform the competition, they're 21% more profitable. And so when, when you were talking about those robotic systems that people are working in, really, what is going to happen is those companies or those leaders are going to get left behind. Because the data is showing that they're going to they're going to get outperformed by these other ones, they're creating these cultures with less stress, less drama, helping people put their ego aside, doing these skill building activities that can't be replicated by a robot. So that's the whole reason I wrote the book is I wrote it for the beer drinking golf guy that I used to work with that had the best heart in the world. And, you know, he just didn't know where to start. And so I made it super simple and easy. I purposely made it playful. Um, one of the activities in it is start every meeting off sharing a piece of gratitude because gratitude reduces stress. It creates empathy, all of these different things, right? You can do that simple step as a leader. So you don't necessarily have to take these deep dives into SQ and this deep inner work. I would love it if you did, right? Because the, working on those skills is so important. As a leader, the energy that you portray that you have ripples out to your team. There's data showing 10 times over. So if you're angry, if you're operating from anger, apathy, fear, these types of emotions, that's going to magnify 10 times out to your team because you're in that position of power within the organization. So it's really important 
that you, you know, the definition of spiritual intelligence is to be able, (laughs) this is like the ultimate, but it's to be able to make decisions with wisdom and compassion while maintaining inner and outer peace, regardless of the situation. So if you think about it as a leader, that type of energy is what we want with people making large decisions for others. And it's a, it's sometimes it's a daily practice and it's also a lifetime journey being able to try to do that. I laugh when I share that definition a lot because it's like, regardless of the situation, I'm supposed to maintain inner and outer peace, like even under great stress. So it's a journey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of people I know have very strict rules at the, uh, at the job. One of them is Grant Cardone. Another one is Dave Ramsey. No negativity, no gossiping. They don't need that because they have found, you quoted the figures to us earlier, that when you have one person that's a gossiper or a negative nanny or a negative Nelly or whatever, that starts infecting the entire workforce. And so these companies will fire you if you are negative, if you are gossiping, they fire you because they know if they don't nip it in the bud, it's going to infect the entire workforce. And then nobody wants to come to work. And then the company goes out of business, the worst case scenario. And so I think more companies need to do that. When you're hired, say, hey, listen, if you complain, if you're negative, if you're gossiping, you're out the door immediately because it's it's nothing has ever good come from people complaining or being negative, right? I think it's it's really important that we also don't foster toxic positivity, like fake positivity. Mm. I think what what you're talking about is we don't want the ego induced drama. There's going to be drama in the workplace, but if you're operating from these higher skill levels, the ego induced drama is going to fall away. And you still want people to have a voice and be able to speak up but we want it to be more operating from their inner wisdom versus their ego. I love that. Well, as we come to the end of our show today, uh, is there anything else on your heart that you wanted to share with the listeners that you didn't get a chance to do yet? Yeah. I'm going to leave you with this as a leader, try to make decisions or live in the paradox that your life is both extremely profound and also a tiny piece of the history of the universe and try to make decisions from that space in your work and in your leadership. Wow. That is that is really powerful. Thank you for sharing that with us. So where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? CreateMagicAtWork.net has everything there. It's .net. And then I'm really active on LinkedIn under Amy Lynn Durham. I, I do a ton of stuff. I put out a ton of resources around spiritual intelligence on LinkedIn under Amy Lynn Durham. Reach out to me. I love to have chats. And then I do a weekly workplace message on Instagram. That's really fun. So sort of like the energetic theme of the week. You follow me there. Well, I am so thankful that you were on the show today. I really appreciate your time and attention. And we'll see you next time. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age. 
but you took the time to listen to the episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to head on over to top5productivitytips.com and get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. Remember, it's the number five in top5productivitytips.com. They will serve you well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you again real soon.